And now, The Fine Print with Attorney Jen Rout. Welcome to The Fine Print with Attorney Jen Rout. I am Attorney Jen Rout, and with me, as always, is my libertarian-type friend. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> that's a, that's an, uh, that is an unwieldy title. Thank yeah. you. Yes. <laughs> ben Needenthal. <laughs> Hi, everybody. How's it going? You know, living the dream, yeah. tired of this election. How oh, about my you? Dear God, I'm so tired of it. So, so tired of it. <sighs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. So it's driving me nuts. Yeah, and it's it, it, weirdly enough for me, like since I'm in media production, one of the things that I end up doing a lot of is is TV and stuff like that. And right now, it's it's kind of bare because nobody can afford to be on TV when it's political season. All these politicians buy up all of this TV time, mm. and everything's super super expensive, so no one does anything. Right. So you know, I'm hoping that means like. November, December, and hopefully first quarter of the year, it makes it easier and more people are spending money then, but we That'd will see. That'd be nice. Yeah. That'd so, be nice. I don't know. That was a little bit of a diatribe. I apologize. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, what's up? What are we talking about? Well, um, someone sent us a message through Facebook. Sweet. And they basically sent us an article where Mike Rowe from Dirty Jobs Mm-hmm went on a little, answered someone's question. Okay. So um, this person had written Mike and said, Mike, why don't you encourage people to vote? And Mike is very, very intelligent. Yes. He answered him in a very thoughtful way, and he's like, it's nothing against my fellow celebrities, but I don't want to tell you it is your duty to vote Hmm. because at the end of the day, it is your right to vote. Yeah. But it is also your right to say, I hate you both. Screw you all. I'm going home type of thing. Okay. Um, all right. And that's perfectly within your right. Yeah. Um, which kind of got me thinking through uh, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, what are civil liberties versus civil rights, um, and what are the differences. Okay. Because all right. I think... This is sort of like Law 101. At it this is. Point. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we all took history at some point in our formal education. Yep, um, I passed, too. Woo! Right. I have, I have a diploma that says so. Yes. Um, but with that, you know, it's different as you get older because you look at things differently. Yeah. Whereas before, you're kind of learning dates and, you know, the Constitution was ratified in 1788 and whatever yeah. else. Yeah. But it doesn't have that impact. Right. And as Americans, we cling to the Constitution. That is my constitutional right. Yes. But a lot of things we say are our constitutional rights may not really be. Or yeah. there, there's there's some differences here. So right. I thought we'd kind of go over that Interesting. Today. Yeah, no, I'm in. That sounds good. Good. So first, let's talk about the difference between civil liberties and civil rights. Okay. Two different things. All so right. liberties are about freedom. Uh, they decide what you as an individual are free to do and what the government cannot do to infringe upon that freedom. Okay. Okay. Um, and people often use civil rights and civil liberties interchangeably, 
but they are different. Um, rights protect you from unfair treatment under the law. Okay. So, for instance, if we're looking at the Bill of Rights, um, the Fifth Amendment or Fifth Article in the Bill of Rights um, really says no soldier shall be quartered in a citizen's house during okay. peacetime. So, basically, right. the government can't say... This soldier is living with you right now. Right. Or more specifically, they can't turn your home into a military base without your permission. Right. I mean, that's what it's really saying. Right. Um, And that's a right. That's different than a liberty, which really are those inalienable freedoms mentioned in the Constitution, but not fully defined. Okay. So the Constitution opens with we, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our prosperity, do ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America. Okay. So it's kind of laying the framework. And through that, there's really, I would say, four-ish real liberties. Okay. So we have the right to life. That does not just mean to live and breathe and walk around. Right. Right. What that means is you have the right to make your own choices about how you're going to live. Okay. If you're going to be a hermit out in the middle of nowhere, you're allowed. Yeah. If you're going to be in the suburbs... You're allowed. America. Right. Um, if you're going to live in the high rises or somewhere in downtown New York. America. You can do that. Um, you have the choice. You also have the choice to change it. And no one in the government can tell you how you're going to live. America. Right. Um, same thing about your career. There are other countries that pretty much decide when you are like five. Mm. This is what you're going to do. Right. China. Um, <laughs> to name one. We're not naming dropping or right. anything like that. You but know. China. Um, and not all parts of China. Hmm. But, you know, often kids are shipped off and they're taught a certain trade and that's what they do. Yeah. We are n- never Not like forced. that. Nope. nope. So you I've got all... a few ideas for my kid, but, you know. It's... <gasps> but that's parenting. Right. That's different. Oh, as soon as he can push that lawnmower, man. I'm telling you. (laughs) (laughs) As soon as he can do it. So that's a liberty is how you choose to live your life, whether you get married, whether you have children, whether you do anything along those lines. Right. How you live. Mm -hmm. Government can't control that. That is an intrinsic freedom we have. America. Right. Coming kind of overlapping with that is the right to hold property. Okay. Okay. It does not mean you get to, the government's going to give you property. Right. In fact, no. No. (laughs) That's actually not the spirit of the Constitution. It was you are free to earn a living doing whatever it is you want to do and then use that income to buy whatever you want. Yeah. If you want to give it all to a charity, fine. If you want to be a doomsday prepper and buy 10 acres of land out in the middle of nowhere. It's a little glass half empty, but you know what? Hey, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, Given examples here. You can do that. It also means that 
the government can't just take that property from you. Right. There are some exceptions to that, um, eminent domain being mm-hmm. one of them. But they still would have to give you fair compensation right. for that, and there's a process. Same thing um, if you don't pay your taxes. They can eventually yeah. seize your property. For instance, a tax foreclosure, often what it's called. You haven't paid your real estate taxes. You have a tax lien. They can foreclose and get the property. We've talked about taxes a few times here. and Well, a lot of taxes. Yeah, look, it's, <laughs> it's important to pay your taxes, folks. Right. Pretty, really important to pay those taxes. Right. Super important. Pay yeah. the taxes. Yeah. Um, and the IRS is nice-ish. Um, they really kind of are. If you are behind, if you get a big tax bill you weren't expecting, they will work out a payment plan with you. They have strict guidelines as to what it can be, but they will still work out a payment plan. And as long as you talk to them, payment plan, make your payments, you're pretty safe. Yeah. So. Yeah, they'll work with you. Right. (laughs) Um, The next, what I would consider liberty, is the right to liberty. Go figure. Um, That just literally means freedom. Um, That is freedom from government control. They can't force you to take certain actions against your will just because it's in the interest of greater society. Um, Can't tell you that you must vote Mm -hmm. or who to vote for. Right. Um, And this is where Mike Rowe's article um, or response to his fan, I think, really gets to is we all say it's your civic duty to vote. Yeah. But it's also your right not to. Yeah. It is your liberty. It is your freedom. No one can force you. Yeah. And that's important because sometimes the biggest stance you can make is abstaining. Yeah. If that's what's in line with your values. Yep. So that's important. Um, and lastly is the pursuit of happiness. Okay. There are no guarantees. Nope. There is no right to it's, happiness. It's pretty, yeah. Right. So this overlaps these four. It's the pursuit of, not right. pure happiness all the time. Exactly. It is your right to pursue whatever makes you happy. Um, so it's the freedom to have those choices, to choose what gives you pleasure, satisfaction, or self-fulfillment, <coughs> as long as you don't break any laws in the process. Right. And realistically... As long, most laws are in place to prevent you from infringing on someone else's okay, yeah, liberties or rights. Makes sense. So if I want that coffee of yours, I've already drank half of it. Whatever, but if I wanted it, gross, and I went and stole it, ew, yeah, fine. <laughs> I'm now infringing on your property because I just stole. Therefore, it. I can shoot you, right? No. Okay. But <laughs> law is hard. <laughs> but that's that's the balance. Is am I negatively impacting your mm-hmm. rights? If I'm not impacting your rights, yeah. go pursue whatever. If you want to be a kite maker, go make kites and fly kites all day. Yeah. Go for it. Cool. Um so that's really just your liberties. And then the constitution, which I somewhat laugh because the original Constitution, it really just set up our government. Yeah. That's all it did. Yeah. 
We have some general tenets in there, but really, Article 1 sets up Congress. Yeah. Article 2 sets up the presidency. Yep. Article 3 sets up the judiciary. Yeah. Those are our three branches. Says the rights. Yep. Sets up the formulas. That's it. It's a very concise document. It really is. Yeah. It's not very long. I have a pocket edition that literally fits in your pocket. They, they used Clippy on Microsoft Word to, to help write the Constitution. I don't know if you knew that. Uh-huh, That's sure stupid. That's a dumb joke. I'm sorry. I'll edit that out later. <laughs> so, um, and also the Constitution So was not a, really our original Constitution. Um, so we had the Declaration of Independence, right. 1776. Mm-hmm. And then at our next big meeting of all the powers that be, we created the Articles of Confederation. Okay. Which were really our first constitution. Um, That happened a year later, 1777. And that really was just an agreement between the 13 original states. Yeah. And then after that, that's when we created the constitution in uh, 1787. It was ratified 1788. Okay. Because these are important documents. They took a long time to write. They didn't just sit down and knock this out in a day. (laughs) <laughs> um, there were months of discussion right. and debate and very open debate. Yes. And some threats for duels and some other things. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, a lot happening yeah. in these formative years. But yet amazingly productive. Absolutely. That's, that's kind of a key phrase, too. Uh-huh. Yeah. Isn't, yeah. That yeah, isn't that interesting? How interesting. productive. They, they got shit done. <laughs> Right. So we have our Constitution that sets up everything, um, ratified in 1788. And then 1789 is really where we get our Bill of Rights. Yeah. And that's what really gives us a lot of the rights. And these are amendments to the Constitution, and there are 27 total. Mm -hmm. But the Bill of Rights is really the first 10. Yeah. So that's important, and that's really where we fight a lot. Yeah. Um, and as I'm sure we've all gone through the this lovely <laughs> uh, presidential election season when we're all throwing uh, daggers at each other here. Yeah. Um, well, or poop. Right. A lot, a lot, of, of, lot poop. of that. A lot of poop. Um, the thing that concerns me that is getting overlooked is the actual policy behind these two candidates um, because we are tied up in the drama of things people have said, things they have done, but we're not looking at the policy right. <laughs> that they're actually going to run the country with. Right, exactly. And that affects our Bill of Rights. Yeah. That is, or the rights guaranteed to us by the Bill of Rights. Right. Um, so one is uh, our right to bear arms. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of discussion over that. Right. That right is pretty much one sentence. Yeah. Um, essentially, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of people to keep and bear arms, shall not be infringed. That's it. Yeah. So basically, government can have yeah. a military. Yeah. But they can't take the weapons from the people. Right. That is kind that's of a it. key thing because that seems to get overlooked. Right. By a lot of folks that they think that the right to bear arms is unlimited access to all firearms all the time, no matter what. Right. Wrong. <laughs> it's, it's 
And and also, the government can't just walk in and take them away from you. Right. Even if they want to, they can't do that. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's what what would be the process of that happening? I mean, if 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 let's say a particular president said, "Guess what? Give me your guns." Right. Which some have. Some candidates have said. Yeah. They would have to go and get that ratified by Congress. Congress. Which means they are revoking a right yeah. stated in the Bill of Rights. Yeah, which... That's not just a simple Not vote. going to happen easily. It's mm-hmm. not going to happen just because somebody becomes president. Right. Yeah. So Limitations, you know... Sure, yeah. and Background checks. They c- the government... Through all of their We're getting various real close to actually talking politics here. <laughs> well, right. But realistically, we're really trying to explain we're, some we'll legal differences. Look at the, the facts of these things, the actual black and white of this. Right. Yeah. Um, because there's a lot of people, and I'm going to pick on, I recently had an experience with a really strong conspiracy theorist. Ah, okay. Ah. Now, It I, wasn't me, was it? No. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> But everything was a conspiracy. And, I mean, we're talking way, way out. And I, I don't even think he's in the field anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, way out there. Yeah. But when I asked him, you know, he, he tried to argue that the United States was not a country anymore and the Constitution wasn't valid. He tried to tell me we were all employees of a corporation. <laughs> <laughs> The United States Corporation. It does sometimes feel like that. Sometimes. But there's a line of rationality that right. he seems to have crossed. Yes. But, it, and this is all based on the District of Columbia Act, and that's what he was arguing. But whatever, I asked him, have you ever read the actual act? Yeah. And, of course, he said no. No, of course not. He's probably read paraphrasing from it. And blogs and, you know, sure. researchers, yeah. in quotations. Um, <laughs> Reputable media outlets. Sure. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's what he has looked at. But he's never read the actual words. Right. And that's what I think is important that we kind of go over is because sometimes you really just need to look at the language. Are you saying that words have power? <gasps> Maybe I am. My God. Power of the pen. Yes. The pen yes. is yes. mightier than the sword. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's it's important to note the framework of this entire thing was set up, well, wow, let's see, I mean, 200 and some odd years ago. Right. And it's, you know, it, it's still in place today. It still functions. It just is a little screwy at the moment. Right. Yeah. So whenever things get really off kilter. Yeah. It's important it's to go back to the source material and refresh what you know. Right. You know. Um, and I always think that's important. Same thing for businesses with a business plan. Right. Every once in a while, you need to revisit that and go, whoa, we've gotten off course. Yes, absolutely. Same thing for a country. Same thing for your life. Yep. Every once in a while, you need to step back and go, is this really where I want to be headed? So going on and we're not going to go over all of the bill of rights but no nope, let's the do them all ones. this can be the longest episode we've ever done <laughs> right. eight and a half hours let's talk about them uh-huh. <laughs> uh, article seven specifically uh requires for capital or other infamous crimes um no person shall be held held to answer 
unless on presentment or indictment of a grand jury. Hmm. So that's how we have this system where police officers build a case, hand it to the prosecutor, prosecutor takes it to the grand jury. A grand jury is a special jury that meets and they'll hear cases very quickly. Right. And there's not no sides to it. It's the prosecutor comes in, here's the evidence we have, do we have enough to indict? Yes or no? Yeah. It's real quick, factual, like boom, 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 done. Yeah. Um, and that's what that's for. Mm-hmm. It's so the government can't just randomly look around and say, I don't like what Bob's doing. Let's go get him and Fucking we'll charge Bob. him with whatever. Um, so that's important. Yeah. Uh, the sixth. Sorry, I skipped the sixth. That's kind of important. Um, that's the unreasonable, unreasonable search and seizure protection. Yeah. So we've talked about in that that in the police episode and what you can do. But you are protected by the Bill of Rights through the amendments to the Constitution against unreasonable search and seizure seizure. And that is basically your right to be secure in their person, house, papers, and effects. That's hmm. the language, is the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects. All right. Okay. So it's only upon probable cause, supported by oath or affirmation, and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. Yeah. That's why we require warrants. Hmm. It's all based on that one sentence. Yep. Um, Eighth article uh, is the, in a criminal prosecution, the accused shall enjoy the right to a speedy and public trial. Speedy. Speedy. Okay. Within days, right? Um, no. (laughs) (laughs) You have a right to be seen by a judge within so many hours. Right. Um, that's why there's a duty judge mm-hmm. on Saturday mornings in most courts across the country. So if you're picked up for drunken disorderly, DUI, or whatever, depending on what time you are brought in, yeah. you will see a judge Saturday morning. If it's after a certain time, you will see a judge Monday morning. Yeah. Um, because they have so many hours to do that. Um, but you can waive your right to a speedy trial. So that explains why things move so slowly in our justice system. Mm. So what happens is you're arrested. Let's say you're arrested for DUI because that's a common one. Yeah. And you go in and you have a public defender or defense attorney and they meet with the prosecutor and you sign a waiver of your right to speedy trial. Yeah. And the reason you do that is often to build in time for you to either build your defense. Okay. Or especially in first time cases, you go do your drug or alcohol abuse weekend. You go do a few things that shows you're making an effort. Is that a scheduled weekend for you? Oh, yeah, they do. (laughs) They have weekends. You can go do your drug and alcohol abuse weekend. You are locked in at a normally a hotel, sometimes a dormitory. Not necessarily the the most pleasant of no things, and you're rooming wow. with someone you don't know. I guess I just kind of always pictured it as sort of like a rehab, like a long form. No, no, you check kinda. in at five o'clock or six o'clock on Friday night, huh? And then you go through, you stay Friday night, and huh. you go through classes all day Saturday. You stay Saturday night. Interesting. Classes all day Sunday. You check out at six o'clock, whatever time you checked hmm. in Friday. You check out. 
Um, and that is your drug and alcohol weekend. It's kind of convenient. I might do that some weekend coming up here. Do, just, just, <laughs> just, because, yeah, just because. Just experience you know, yeah, it. Just, why not, you know? Right. Then review them on Yelp, you know? Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> That's a terrible joke. Terrible. I, I'm taking that one out, too. That's stupid. <laughs> So that that's important, um, and that's why you're waving so you can lessen your sentence to make sure you get a second chance. Um, also, um, the n- next big one I think really is um, excessive bail shall not be required, nor excessive fines imposed, nor cruel and unusual punishment inflicted. So this one gets a lot of talk. We just don't realize there's a lot of talk. Right. Okay, so Gitmo. Yeah. <laughs> Those aren't U.S. citizens. Right. So they are not protected Right. by this Bill of Rights. Yeah. Um, there's a whole list of international laws they may be protected by. Sure. But this is not right. that. Um, so we see a lot of TV shows. You know, we have... NCIS and The Blacklist and um, these are all shows you watch. I don't watch those. Yeah, <laughs> I don't watch. Some I watch of these. Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, but there's a lot of crime shows out there. There are. Yeah. Um, the Blind Spot's another one, and they will talk the about. Blind Spot wasn't that the? No, that was the Blind Side. Okay, different, never mind. Yeah, di- that's different. Very different movie. <laughs> very different. Um, <laughs> I tuned in. I was very disappointed. <laughs> yeah, de- definitely not the same thing. But they talk about CIA black sites or, you know, all of these places where you are kept and no rights apply and you are tortured and all this other stuff. Whether that happens or not. I have no idea. Can you get a weekend package at one of those? No, I, no. <laughs> I don't think you want one. But specifically, you the Bill of Rights protects against excessive bail, excessive fines, and cruel and unusual punishments. Okay. Okay, and our definition of cruel and unusual punishments changes. Yes, that's a moving target. Yes, um, because, you know, we have to think about this these documents were written in the 1770s and 80s. Yeah. Life was different. Yeah, I'd like to say we've progressed a tad since then. Just a touch. Yeah. Um, you know, public hangings? Yeah. Completely acceptable back yeah. then. Yeah. Um, it used to be not too long before that that they would basically pull people apart in public or any number of torturous, horrific ways to die. Now we're kind of getting to the point where the death penalty in general is almost like... Questionable based on is that a cruel and unusual punishment. Yeah. But our sensibilities have changed. Very true. Same thing What how a prisoner was treated in the 1780s is different than how they are treated now. Yep. Um... So that's a that is where that comes from. Is it's all in your definition of cruel and unusual punishment. Right. And there is tons and tons of case law on each one of these amendments to mm. say whether or not something is cruel and unusual yeah. or excessive or you name it it's probably been litigated and there's an opinion somewhere. Yeah. Um not on everything, but when it comes to constitutional law mm. and civil rights, yeah. lots and lots of case law. You could read for 
years and not get through it all. <laughs> um, in fact, often we do. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Jen does in her, her off time. The, yeah. the, the few hours of off time she sits mm-hmm. and just reads case law. Yeah, but no. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's really what we're looking at. Those are the big ones. Um, so at the end of the day, when you're really looking at the amendments, that's what all you're trying for. Yeah. Is, you know, we're going through the amendments. There were 12, actually, the, the 12 articles that were proposed yeah. um, came out to be the 10 amendments. Um, and those are all very interesting and that's the foundation of all of our rights yeah. really yeah the next 11 through 27 are also all important but they came throughout the years the sure. last one was done in 1992 hmm. so it really wasn't too long ago right yeah so yeah yeah but so that's our fun. yeah so yeah i mean i i had heard about the micro article i didn't actually read it but i mean so basically he's questioning He's just saying, you know, we shouldn't, he has a problem not knowing any individual's stances, emotions, backgrounds, whatever, to tell them they have a duty to vote. Yeah. Maybe they don't. Yeah. Maybe they have a duty to themselves to withstand. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it's in college, I did a project where I came across something called voting the blank. And now that I'm saying it, I kind of want to look into the validity of it again but it's essentially it's you go and you actually vote but you vote sort of a write-in with basically just writing blank on it so you know basically none of these candidates are you know i don't support any of these candidates give me better choices and if enough people did that it might change something but you know it's again a very much a grassroots effort and well right because we we've developed even though it was never really the intention we have now developed this two-party system and it at least seems like for this election, it's I don't support this person. It's I hate that person. Therefore, I'm voting for this person. Yeah. And it's it's become a team sport. And it's it, it, I don't know. It's it's far off from what I think it should be. But that's a whole other topic. Right. <laughs> but I just wanted to point out that, yeah. you know, you can Google Bill of Rights. You can read the all of the amendments. Um, and it's short. Yeah. These are all one, yeah. two sentences. You could probably knock it out on your lunch break, folks. Uh, you could probably knock it out in about 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it, it's helpful to know what those rights are. And let's, you know. Yeah. Nope. You're absolutely right. you're going to make right. your argument, go back to the source document and go from there type of thing. I love it. Yeah. So, um, that was a lot of me talking today. Whew. <laughs> <laughs> I just sat here and agreed with the Bill of Rights. That, so, that's yeah. all he agreed. Yep, that's a good yep. one. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. I'm looking forward to your joke of the week. But as always, let's take care of our housekeeping. If you would like to follow us on social media, you can find us on Facebook. That's our primary landing page where you can comment, get news, or even suggest topics for a future episode. If you are already following us, thank you. We love you. You can also follow Boxland Media on Facebook as well. We do lots of things up to and including putting out the fine print with Attorney Jen Route every week. And if you're a Twitter user, I am on Twitter. I am at the Almighty Ben on Twitter. And uh, Jen is not on Twitter. And uh, tough, tough, tough nuggets on that. Yeah. So, yeah. Sorry. Tough tamales. Tough tamales. I was trying to think. I, I didn't <laughs> want to say it like tough titty toenails, but there, I just said it anyway. Oh, yeah. So, that's not something yeah. I would There we say. go. Right. 
<laughs> if you're new to the show, welcome. We hope you come back. If you like the show, we would really appreciate it if you could take a few minutes out of your very busy day. Go over to iTunes and give us a nice rating and review us. It helps us out with our visibility on the world's largest podcast repository. And finally, we'd like to thank all of you uh, very, very much uh, for listening to our podcast. It makes it means a lot to us because it means we get to keep doing it. And uh, we do enjoy doing this. It's, it's nice to sit and talk with my friend Jen every week and, and do that. And uh, thank you for the, uh, for the opportunity to keep uh, entertaining you or informing you or interforming you. I'll work, nice, I'll work on nice that. Nice new word. Yeah, I'll mm. work on that one. That one's got a little bit of uh, dents to yeah. bang out. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so uh, uh, Jen, would you like to hear this week's lawyer joke of the week? Absolutely. As he insults us all. <laughs> <laughs> Um, how many lawyers does it take to change a light bulb? And before you ask, there's a whole bunch of these. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. 54. Eight to argue, one to get a continuance, one to object, one to demur, two to research precedents, one to dictate a letter, one to stipulate, five to turn their time cards, one to de- depose, one to write in- interrogations, two to settle, one to order a secretary to change the bulb, and 28 to bill for professional services. Wow. All right, well. Well, Hey, until next time, folks, I'm Ben Niedenthal. And I'm Attorney Jen Rout reminding you, ignorance of the law excuses no man from following it. All right, folks, we'll see you next time. This program is meant to be informative in nature and does not constitute actual legal advice or form an attorney-client relationship in any way. Views and opinions stated in this program are solely the views and opinions of the speaker. Each situation is different. Always consult an attorney in your state to analyze your specific legal needs. This program may change your views of attorneys in general, as they are not what they seem on TV. I mean, seriously, could the main character in Suits actually exist in real life? Boxland Media. Think big.